Good morning. I'm uh, Peter Inch, along with Dan Peterson and Jamie Weiser. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show, presented by Roy and Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service experts company, a six-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, four-time winner of the London Free Press Best of London, and a two-time winner of the St. Thomas Elgin Weekly News Reader's Choice Award. And I guess there won't be a third-time winner for that, unfortunately. no. no. With all the changes that were made, and 39 days until we're the presenting sponsor of the 2018 World Financial Group Continental Cup of Curling being held in London, and the two teams that are playing, or the teams that are going to come out of the Olympic curling trials that start today, today. Um, will also be in London for that. And of course, the biggest thing, the presenting sponsor of the London Knights radio broadcast on Global News Radio 980 CFPL. Nice That's plug. A, That's a good plug. Yeah. Yeah. And you, Jamie, you were at the game, so yeah. I guess Dan can't give me an update. i got to turn to you. <laughs> it, it was, uh, there was questionable officiating last night, to say the least. Uh, the Knights didn't play the game that Oshawa brought, so... That's how it broke down. Yeah, when I was I was trying to get Christmas shopping done, so I was in and out, and you know I went in. We were leading one nothing. I came out. We were down three to one. You know? Yeah, and yeah. I, I kept going. Okay, one is a you know maybe I should just sit in the car and we'll keep getting goals. Yeah. They, they tried to play catch up, but they just never got there. No. It's uh, well, it's uh, we're you know hopefully tonight Dale will get his seven hundredth win and we'll yep. get the record of over ten thousand bears. Hitting yep. the ice. So. That's a lot of bears. And it hopefully a lot of bears. they do it early. Get that Get out of that the way. That's right. Get it out of the <laughs> you way. Know, third period, last minute. You know, we don't want to wait that long. Tie hockey no. game. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also should say this is the A team if Mr. Gilbert's listening. You know, we have the A team in today. and <laughs> yes, ratings are coming up, I heard. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, the songs kind of say it all. You know, I'm in last place, so I'll say it early. <laughs> you know, so it's... It is that conspiracy theory that's going on out there that I think there's a whole bunch of people that just vote for anybody but Peter. I think that's out there. We're gonna, oh, I'm going to have to take the voting back, you know, and make sure yeah. that I monitor it. Yeah. Okay, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> or start picking better songs. You could try that too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> but we, we're glad everybody's listening to us this morning. But remember, those phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you at 519 519- Six four three twenty two twenty two or one eight six six three five four eight two five five, or you can send an email to inch by inch at serviceexperts dot com. So don't wait, give us a call, and we should do a shout out to armchair technician uh, Jamie. Um, his uh, Richard. W- Richard, did I? Say? I'm looking at Jamie, and I say Jamie <laughs> Richard, uh, and uh, his wife, who's going through a little bit of a health-related incident, and we're just uh, thinking of her. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you're listening, Richard, if you can pass that on, we'd uh, greatly appreciate it. Um, so what you do last night? I know what Jamie did. He was at night's game. I know. I watched the game on TV, actually. So I, I did have the benefit of seeing some of the replays. So you didn't get my Christmas present yet? I mean, I'm shopping no, for I, it. no I, I didn't get that Christmas present yet, but I was thinking about it. Yeah. 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 And and what were you thinking? I was going to get. Yeah, that was a long pause. <laughs> pause there. Yeah. I think you're going to see the Continental Cup. Yeah. <laughs> No, I hope uh, what I hope for is cold weather. If I could get that any day soon, that would be nice. 
little slippery road, so we start spinning tires, wrecking well, some transmissions. Well, that, and that's <laughs> always helpful, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not that you know we either want it 100 degrees or minus 40. That's that's all I want. Yeah, you know, one or the Christmas, other. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Air conditioner no heating, right? there. Yeah. <laughs> Now, we did get a email that came in from John. It said, how often should I get my ducks cleaned? And I guess that varies. I mean, the standard answer to that is three to five years. Yes. So start checking it at three. But as we've talked here often with my dog, right. it's two years. I need yeah. to get it done. Um, but the standard is at three years, start looking at it. You have a good filter. You're moving the air all the time. You you probably can lengthen it to five, yeah, but not much more than five years. Yeah, you can tell a little bit uh, if you check that filter on a regular basis too, and and you have a pet or something, you start seeing a little more hair than normal. Yeah, yeah. it's probably time to get it done. Yeah, and yeah. and I mean, you get when's your dog shed? <laughs> uh, always, always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's an always dog. Yeah. But on that, though, I think that once someone gets their ducks cleaned and they see the results of the cleaning, if if, if your techs show them what they found in that duck cleaning, they'll be appalled by the amount of stuff that they live with every day. Yes. And, and when someone says two years, they'll be fine with something like that because they will not want to wait five years and see that kind of no, thing it, again. It is amazing, you know, the dirt and debris and two-by-fours, coffee cup, wine bottles, All money that, yeah. that yeah. we've pulled out of duck yeah. work. Money. Yeah, the money doesn't come out as solid, though. It comes out as little pieces, and you're looking and saying, that looks like money. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I hid money in the ductwork. And I go, well, it's gone now. So, but it's, uh, you know, it's, and sometimes we found money where new people have moved in. Oh. And they didn't know, like the previous homeowners yep. had shoved money down the ductwork, and nobody knew. And I said, that's too bad. We, yeah. you know, we've, we've pulled diamond rings out. You've, yeah. you've yeah. done that in yes, plumbing. Yes, we have. Yes. You know, um, where it's fallen off and gone down a drain. Yeah. And, but yeah. if you know about it, you can find it and, and try to isolate it. But if yeah. you don't know about it, we just blow it apart. Um, I, I talked to a guy who was talking to me about, he just had his duck cleans the other day, Peter. And he said that they sprayed some, um, Fragrance in the ductwork. Right. What's what's your opinion on that? Well, a lot of times they call it a disinfectant, or yeah. we're going to sanitize your ductwork. We don't believe in it, yeah, because normally you're getting ducts cleaned for allergies or or to make the air better. And now I'm going to put a perfume, yes, and make it just smell nice. But yeah. did I clean the ducts? Yeah. And if they say they're going to disinfect it, I have a hard time where I inject it to say twelve, twenty, thirty feet down. I'm going to disinfect it as well as I did where I injected right. it. Right. So we've been uh, – I went to the uh, American Duck Cleaning Association and sat through seminars and everything. Mm-hmm. And when it was all said and done, I just said that we're not doing this. Yeah. It, yeah. It's In my eyes, it's a smoking mirror. Yes. It's a way to cover up that you really haven't done a good job because I got to put a fragrance in there or, right. or disinfect it. If you yeah. clean it well enough, you should it should be fine. Yeah. Um, the only place I've seen where sealing it may be is in a fire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've seen them seal the ductwork to keep the smell, smoke smell. Yep. My personal opinion, if it's been in a fire, get the ductwork out of the house and, and, and put, put in new. And put in you know, new. Not clean it and try to seal right. in the smoke smell. Get it out of the house and put you in new. You don't have to worry about it then. Yeah. yeah. So 
that's the only place where we've we've seen that. And we get asked all the time, what's the cost of duct cleaning? It's uh, three ninety nine. That does up to eighteen registers, and then nine dollars for every register yeah. above that. If you mentioned you heard it on the show today, you can take twenty five dollars off. Yeah. Just uh, mention it to the uh, Jordan when he's out there, and he'll take that yeah. off for you. Good. So we're going to take a quick break, but remember those phone lines are open. So give us a call at five one nine. or 1-866-354-8255. Well, well, Dan, do you want to brag a little bit there? On my face. You do. (laughs) Because I very seldom finish number one. (laughs) Well, I I like the Queen's version, but I got to say that's not a bad version. That is pretty good. Yeah. So congratulations. (laughs) You finished in first trying to take the gold medal from Jamie this year. <laughs> uh, keep trying. I'm surprised yeah. you don't have it on. You didn't I, wear I, I it I forgot it. I forgot to wear it this morning. <laughs> Steve would have been – Steve would have – we would have – if Steve was here, he would have been all over you. Where's the gold medal? You got to wear it around all year, you know, having it hanging on your neck. <laughs> um, Next time. We One question that's come in after we were talking about duck cleaning says, do you need to do anything to prior to having duck cleaning done? And I would say the only thing we need to do is if you have like Royal Daltons or something close to registers as a value, you need to move that away. Um, You know, if you got an end table or something or a couch, uh, we'll help move it out. But it's a lot faster as if that stuff is moved out of the way before we get there. If you know where all your registers are, make sure that they're they're clear and uh, you can get them in, the guys in quicker and get it done and get out quicker too. And we should mention we have to take the registers off. Yes. So a lot of times you come into a house that's beautifully painted and the registers have been painted and now we're going to undo that screw. That screw, and yes. And there's going to be a little chip of paint or whatever that's yeah. going to come off with yeah. the screw. Yeah. That's just something that you have to be ready. We'll try to cut it with a knife so that yeah. it's it's as little damage as it can yeah, be. And that can't be helped. No, but yeah. uh, we aren't going to you know, spread the fins and try to shove the hose through. It's about a one inch in size. Yeah. So we're going to bend those fins if we try to shove it yes. through. So hopefully uh, that answers all our duck cleaning questions. But yep. if you, again, the phone lines are open at 519-643-2222 or one 354 8255 and we got a call that came in from Diana that said, I'm getting rust in the bowl of my toilet. What would cause that? Well, that could be uh, could be a few issues there. If they're in the country and they're on a well, they, they may have iron in their water or they may have iron bacteria in their water and that would cause that stain. They may have uh, galvanized uh, pipes in their house and that rust from the inside of those pipes could be coming through. It might be something as simple as they may have a metal part inside their toilet tank that is starting to rust, and they may just have to change something inside their toilet tank. But it's usually, if it's not on a well, it's usually fairly easy to find what the problem is. But the first place to look is inside your toilet tank and, and take a look to see if there's any metal parts in there that might be starting to rust. And that... You know, when you say a part, that can be like a bolt in a tank. It could be a bolt. You know. Some of the some of the tank to bowl bolts that they use were just plated, brass plated, and uh, that plating eventually wears off, and that 
will start to rust. And it'll, you'll see it as soon as you open it up. There'll be a big spot where you'll see where the bolts are. And you may have to take that toilet tank off and put a new set of bolts in. Okay. So I hope that helps, Diana. We're going to head right to the phone lines, and we have John on the line. Go ahead, John, with your question. Yeah, good morning. Um, I got a, a furnace, and it, it's trying to kick on, and it'll try three times, and then it'll stop. Um, I go downstairs, and I uh, take it apart, and there's a little sensor that goes into the flame as, as I'm holding the button that's um, making it turn on. And I'll wiggle the, the sensor in and out of the flame, and then it'll turn on, but once I let it go, um, it shuts off again. The next down, um, you know, the cycle goes on, then, then it keeps on working. It does this, uh, you know, three or four times a week. I have to go down there and wiggle it. Just wondering if there's a, a sensor issue, or am I just lucky that I'm that it's working? No, it sounds like first thing why it tries to kick on three times and stops. There's um, safeties built into the board that if a furnace tries three times, and sometimes it's five times depending on which furnace. And then it will kick it out and you have to reset, which can be by taking the door off or it can be turning the furnace switch off and back on. Then it will try three or five times again. With you wiggling what we call a flame sensor, yep. it sounds like either the flame sensor is bad or it's getting weak so that it works sometimes and doesn't work other times. Now, it can be – there can be um, carbon or debris built up on that flame sensor. Um, so you can clean it um, with like a steel wool, but if most likely that may solve the problem temporarily, but most likely you're looking at a new flame sensor. Okay, yeah, we've been in this house for five years. We've never had it had it tuned up. So um, I was telling her this morning. You know, there used to be a show on the radio. I don't remember what station, but you know, here, here I'm driving and I, I hear you guys talking. So I, you know, we'll, we'll have. We'll have to call you guys and get you guys in to look at this furnace. It's never been looked at since we've owned it. Yeah, and they can do a tune-up, and part of our tune-up is we check that flame sensor to see if it is weak, so they can let you know at that point for sure. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you okay, very much. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks for calling, John. And that's a common – I mean, we used to yes. see it more with mid-efficient furnaces because yes. it drew the air from the house. So if you had kitty litter or laundry soap or, or – uh, Paints and thinners and Varsol and yeah. all that would get drawn in, hit the flame. It would then put carbon or put something onto that flame sensor. Yeah. And then down the road, it would kick out and not. Right, work. right. That that used to be fairly common. Yeah. More common than uh, it is now even. Yeah. Normally with the high efficiencies, we don't see it as often, but we do still see that that flame sensor will go. Yeah. Or, you know, you can have... A lot of people don't understand that it's drawing air in from outside. So you go outside and look what's put underneath that yes. and it's drawing the air from that. So yeah. they think we've done a great job by mu moving all those chemicals outside, <laughs> but they put them right underneath the furnace <laughs> vent and, yeah. and can be a challenge <laughs> at that point. So I hope that helps, John. Um, so back on the rust in a tank. Yeah. How do you get rid of it? Like now we got rust streaks and everything yeah, on a porcelain. Yeah. What's yeah. the best way to? Um, a really good uh, bowl cleaner will get rid of that rust. As long as you haven't let it go long enough that it actually start to etch into the porcelain. Once it gets etched into the porcelain, and you can usually feel it if you run your fingernail over it, whether it's like right into the porcelain, if that's the case, then then you're looking at a new fixture. Yeah. 
but a lot of the the good bowl cleaners will uh, get rid of that rust stain. Um, a CLR will get rid of the rust stain inside the toilet bowl. Yeah. So that's what you should try. And then, but then, you know, like you know in my house, mm-hmm. it looks like I got copper to everything. Yes. But I have yes. a piece of galvanized that goes from the water meter up into the finished ceiling. Yes. Yes. And then across, and then it gets yeah. into a, a lift-out tile-type ceiling, and that's right. where they changed it. Yes. But I still get that a yellow tinge in the morning from yes. the cold water yes. because and of that. The, and when it sits, that's when it seems to bleed out of the pipe more. So sometimes in the morning when you first turn your tap on or flush your toilet, that's when you'll get it yeah. the worst. Once it's flushed out... It's usually pretty good till it sits again for so many hours. Right. And we, in my house, I had it tested to make sure, you know, it wasn't yeah. lead or anything that yeah. I had to worry yeah. about. And it wasn't, but you're, every morning I got to let the cold run yes. a little bit yes. to turn from the yellow back yeah. to the and clear. It doesn't really take a lot. Once the zinc coating starts to go on the inside of the galvanized pipe, you start to get the rust. Not only does chemicals are in, and Hardness and things in the water start to collect to the inside of the pipe. So it starts reducing the inside of the pipe and starting to let the rust come out of the iron pipe. But it's not a harmful uh, to drink or anything like that? It's not going to no. be? just doesn't look very good. Doesn't look very yeah, it doesn't good. look very nice, but yeah, it's not harmful. You know, I don't brush my teeth till I see it's clear. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about PECs. Or Wurzbo piping versus copper. But the phone lines are open, so give us a call at 519-643-2222 or (laughs) 1-866-354-8255. Well, I think we're all happy in here. We're singing and (laughs) uh, whistling. and So, Jamie, go ahead. Hey, that's a feel-good song right there. Just don't worry. Be happy. So that gold medalist comes in second place, gets silvered this yeah. week. Consistency, yeah. that's what wins it, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm consistently in last place, it seems. <laughs> that conspiracy. I Maybe I could coach you a little bit. So yeah. Send yeah, me you, a pick early. You yeah, he'll yeah. <laughs> go, no, Peter, don't pick that one. Um, I'm going to ask you a transmission question because we have a few escapes at work. Yes. That, uh, And I have one that... When you put it into reverse once in a while, it doesn't happen all the time, but once in a while you sit there for a second or two waiting, thinking, why aren't I moving backwards? And then there's a big clunk and then you start moving backwards. And then backwards. it's fine. What, what Ford has and, and, and a lot of manufacturers have because there's so much electronic involvement in the operation of the transmission to try to get the efficiencies and fuel economies and all emission standards to a certain level, the computer's in charge of everything. So the programming of the computer can sometimes not be in time with what the transmission operation is. So it could be something as simple as a programming issue. And Ford has, like all manufacturers, have reprogramming um, stuff that's been applied to some of these cars and has cured a lot of that stuff. So, I mean, the first thing I would suggest to do is get that done, get that programming done. First check with them. Sometimes they say, oh, no, there's nothing specifically for that. But we've had uh, cars that we've had programmed that – for one reason, and it's cured other conditions as well, because they don't always want to tell you everything that their program is going to fix, because next thing you know, you'll want it for free instead yeah. of having to pay for it, because it might have been a design flaw, no difference in any other computer that we use our desktops or any wise. Like, there, there's been updates on everything that has a computer in it, so. Yeah. 
Now, is that something you can do, or has it got to go back to Ford? No, it's something that, depending if it's a warranty item or not, then that should always go back to Ford and make them pay. Yeah. Uh, or any dealer. I'm not picking on Ford, just in your case it is, but um, it is something we can facilitate. We don't do the programming in, in-house ourselves, but we have a programmer come to our house. It is something that's very specialized. You have to have the right person doing the right job, but it does not have to be done at the dealer level. Okay. And then I've heard, you know, Steve, if he was here, we'd, we'd, he'd be talking about his green vehicle. He's got it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what it is now. Uh, C-Max. C-Max, yes. C-Max, C-Max uh, yes. that's, you know, electric. It's not the plug-in type, so when he's braking, it's charging yeah, the batteries. Re- yeah, and regenerate, yes. So he's got all – he tries to keep it in the blue, and he's always telling me how much gas he's saving me, but I'm still paying bills on gas. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what he's thinking. You know, he might be on some of that new marijuana stuff. I'm not sure. Not till July. On. Not till yeah. July. Oh, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but uh, I've heard, you know, because it's got batteries in there that it's going to be difficult to get that service. It, it's going to be challenging to get that service. Uh, like like all new technologies, I mean, uh, y- your technicians have to keep up with it, just like in your business, Peter. Um, I mean, they change the operation of any system. The guy has to be on board with what they're doing so he understands it. Battery technology has become dangerous to work on in the wrong hands. I mean, we're dealing with high, high voltages. I mean, you have to have the proper equipment. I mean, we wear uh, rubber-insulated gloves to work on stuff, much like a high-tension worker would on, on hydro lines outside your house. So it, it is a dangerous thing not to be taken lightly. Even our um, emergency medical people like fire uh, departments and uh, the likes of that that go to crash scenes, they have to be trained on this because of the yeah. dangers involved in these batteries because you can die. I mean, yeah. you, one wrong touch and you're dead, and that, it's that simple. So it is something that you need to make sure whoever's going to service it understands and they're the right person. And if that ends up being the dealer for now, then so be it. Let it be the dealer, but it has to be somebody that's in it. We do yeah. not. We are not into that yet. There's not enough of it in the marketplace yet for it to be feasible for us to be schooled on it because everybody's systems are different. Right. And we've, you know, like you say, we when we're working on commercial equipment now, Double insulated gloves Absolutely. that are checked yep. and, and, you know, every five years have to be sent away. And yep. Yep. It, it's huge, all the safety that's involved yep. to make yep. sure. And I mean, high voltage was in electronic yep. air cleaners. Yeah. You know, and we kept saying to everybody, you got to be careful with these. I, I'm glad that they've kind of disappeared because nobody was careful. No. You know, you would no. see their screwdrivers with the holes yeah. blowing in it. <laughs> yes. You'd say, yeah. well, you didn't touch, you know, you didn't make sure it was grounded or, you know, so yeah. you got to be careful. Is important. The training is important. Yes. Like, it's uh, key. We, in our business, uh, I mean, you, it's it's not just a case of going out, writing your exam, getting your license anymore with with the plumbing things that are out there, even electronic faucets out there now and, and all of the stuff in furnaces now. It's a constant training exercise now. You have to stay up to date on that stuff or you'll be, you'll fall behind. Yeah, we've implemented a minimum of 36 hours of training every year. Yes. For each, our, for each yes. and every one of your staff. Yeah, yeah. That, that they've got the to take. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we used to do it in our tech meeting on Wednesday right. – uh, and what I say is which one's sleeping and which one was awake. You know, they all had their eyes open, but yeah. some didn't hear what you were saying <laughs> yes. and some did. So we've now gone to uh, all on computer and it gets sent to their smartphones and they can do it on the phone at the shop or they can even do it at home. But yes. it's now you take the training and there's a test afterwards. Right. Yeah. I mean, sort of changing your your filter in your furnace, I mean – 
you know, I, I'm not sure whether I, there should be a whole lot of people like John that called in earlier that should be playing around with a, you know, a sensor such as that. I mean, yeah. you could touch the wrong thing and, you know, someone else other than the furnace guy is coming to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, John can be wiggling things and the board blows. Yeah. And now instead of a, you know, $60, $70 repair, you're a three, four, five hundred dollar yes. repair yes. because you shorted something yeah. up. And your arm's yeah. numb. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you're shaking it for a long time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you I, don't and want that board to no. go. No. I still remember when when I talked to guys and it was down on um, Richmond at Sumner's Jewelers and I said to the store owner, you've got the power off, right? Yes. And I reached in and grabbed the 220 volt receptacle Ooh. to pull it out. Ooh. And it wasn't off, and I got thrown off the the ladder, sitting on the floor. And I looked up. You really turned the power off? <laughs> well, I thought I did. I said, yes. "Well, don't worry about it now. It's off now." You yeah. know, because <laughs> but it threw me right off the ladder, and, and that'll that, curl your hair. Yeah. Yes. Well, or maybe that's why I don't have any hair. <laughs> Here's the reason, Dan. It's finally coming. <laughs> um, Lee sent in a question: Do you work on pressure tanks and well pumps? <laughs> How deep's the well? <laughs> well, if it's a deep well, um, you're into another whole ball game. Um, there's usually not a lot of work to do on a pressure tank. It usually uh, water logs or it uh, uh, gets a hole in it and you have to change it. It's not very often you actually have to do work on that pressure tank unless there's a severe problem with it. Now, um, is a pressure tank the same thing as an expansion tank? No. No, they're different. No, that's different. Your expansion tank is usually something you might see on a hot water heating system, on a boiler system. Uh, we'll have expansion tanks on water heaters sometimes to take that expansion away when the water heater fires up. But a uh, well tank, pressure tank, is wet. When your pump comes on, it will fill your pressure tank up so that before your pump pump comes on again, it gives you a certain volume of water out before so that your pump doesn't start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. Right. And that's the difference between the two. And that pressure tank's inside the home? Usually. Usually. Uh, usually um, sometimes you may see where an older place that may have a pump house outside, yeah. um, that the pressure tank and the pump may be outside in a, a heated, insulated uh, pump house, but that's not very common anymore. And for sure, we don't go down in a well. Never. Right? We're, Never that's ever. That's not us. That, so. No. Uh, normally, you can pull those well pumps up in most cases? Yeah, in most cases. And if you have a deep well, you have to have the equipment to pull that pump and and the pipe up. It's full of water. It doesn't sound like it'd be very heavy, but, you know, if you've got a, a well line going down there, well, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. So you need special equipment. Well, and we know that when we're pulling some pumps out of pits that, you know, how yeah. heavy they get to be yeah. full and, of water. And you've got a well pump that might be down a lot further than that. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question, Lee. And, and a little bit more on a, on an expansion tank, you know, on a water heater. Yes. It's it's taking, you know, when the water heats up, it, yes. it will take some of that expansion that normally would be taken right. care of in the tank. Right. It would go into this expansion tank. That's right. But they get waterlogged once in a while. They, yes, they do. They, they can they, get a hole in them. Yes, they have a, a diaphragm in them. They're already pre-charged with a certain amount of pressure. And if there is... Uh, 
when the water heater comes on and heats up. If you're not home, the water heater still comes on. That water has to have some place to go. Usually the relief valve on the water heater will pop and you'll have water on the floor. So that expansion tank will take that expansion of the hot water and will keep the expansion tank or the uh, a relief valve from from popping and letting water go all over the floor. Okay. Well, when we come back, I'm going to give you a special that's never been offered at <laughs> Roy Inch and Sons in 90 years oh. that we just wow. launched on December 1st. But remember, those phone lines are open, so you can give us a call at 519-643-2222 or one 354-8255. I don't know what Steve was thinking with that song. No, me neither. You know, <laughs> but that was a pentatonic. Yep. And yeah. it was something that I used to know, which I think he used to know music, but I don't know. So. I think yours was better, Dan, from the same band. Same band, I, yeah. I, and he had first pick. He was yeah. sitting here. When I he, know. He he made that decision right but, yeah. away. But he did finish third, and I did finish last. So, <laughs> so he will hold that over Yeah, he will yeah, hold it. a little bit. And we, he's, out, uh, he's out working with his church again today. So oh, is he? So... Hope you're listening, Steve. You're Good morning, in, Steve. You're in third place. <laughs> I haven't picked what the song's going to be. I'm thinking Christmas Carol maybe, but that could be a week early maybe. I was going yeah. for the Jim Neighbors thing. So. Yeah, but I didn't know if he had enough songs <laughs> for us to pick six songs. You know? Probably not. So that was um, – um, so special. Dan, you ready for this? Okay. Platinum Plus. Yeah. Which is a maintenance – and a protection plan. Yes. So you can get now a furnace protection plan, which includes the maintenance for fourteen ninety five a month. That's about a thirty percent savings. Yes. And if you wanted to get the furnace and air conditioner on the plan with maintenance, it's twenty four ninety five a month. I think I you know I must have lost. I don't know why I dropped it by 30% for the month of December. It's only good until December 31st. Now, it has to be working product. So this is like an insurance plan yes. with maintenance. So we'll come out and perform the maintenance, but should it break down, all parts and labor and service call is covered. But your furnace has to be working or your furnace and air conditioner have to be working. It's not, well, it's not working. Let's sign up. And then we'll call you the next day and you come out and fix right. it for nothing. So right. uh, in some cases, we will come out and inspect it. And when it passes the inspection, we waive that $99 yeah. and you can go right on the plan. But it has to be a monthly plan. Yeah. So, And, and that's uh, – it can get fairly costly um, yep. when you're doing uh, uh, repair. So if you can get that plan for that price, you're – so much further ahead of the game and save those costly repairs. Yeah, and it covers everything, you know, thermostat. The only thing we don't cover is a heat exchanger because if a heat exchanger wow. cracks, you shouldn't be fixing it. You should be replacing yes, it. Yes, exactly. And the same thing, a compressor on the air conditioner. If it yeah. breaks down, it's not time to repair it. It's, it's, time, it's time to replace, to replace. it. So yep. fourteen ninety five for the furnace or twenty four ninety five for the furnace and air. Yeah. It's our Platinum Plus plan. Give the shop a call and they can set that all up for you. And uh, 
It's only good until December 31st, so that can even be a good Christmas present. It would be a great Christmas present. So, um, so Dan, if you're having trouble thinking of what to get me, you know, that might, <laughs> right. you know, a little hint there. So. But if you have, uh, like, a son or a daughter, they've just bought a new place, they don't know too much about the, the equipment they have in their home, um, it is a good Christmas yeah. present, and uh, it uh, will save your family quite a bit in the long run. And it can fit in a stocking. So that it that includes can. the maintenance. Yep. Okay. So what does a re- what's a maintenance cost by itself? A uh, maintenance on m- your furnace on a, is nine ninety five. Is what we would charge if you were on a monthly just for a maintenance. No, but if you come in to do a maintenance on my furnace, what would that cost? One thirty nine. One thirty nine. So for just about twice that cost a year, anything goes wrong, you're getting that maintenance as well as you're getting this insurance package. So really, it. it's only half of that cost. Yep. So it it you know that's what we said this we thought was a great time to offer that is it. That's a good deal. You know, that's a very for, good deal for a great Christmas present. Yeah, and uh, like we were talking about earlier, the when the module goes, the computer module could be three, four hundred dollars or more. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And you can do what I did uh, at our inch Christmas last weekend. I took nine boxes, <laughs> and you know started with a big box, walked down, and put a lump of coal. <laughs> it was the last box. So, you know, you could put this in the nine boxes and as they get down, they get a platinum plus. You could put a lump of coal with it too, you know, because if the furnace doesn't work, you can always burn the coal. So, no, that's true. Oh, you and know. you were talking to me about a Christmas present. You just gave me an idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I get a lump of coal, then. <laughs> now, we had a, had a call come in from Mark. It said, I currently have a drum-style humidifier. I'm looking to replace it. But most companies are telling me they don't install them anymore. I'm hoping to have a drum style because I heard the new types use a lot of water. Is this true, and what are the difference between them? Well, a drum style humid there is a big difference between the two. Uh, drum style humidifier, the pad has a pad on it that can get hard. It doesn't absorb the water that's in the pan. And if it doesn't absorb the water in the pan, that water that's sitting in there can get uh, stale. It'll get build up in it. You'll have total lime deposits. Um, with a flow-through humidifier, they do use more water, and the water flows through the pad. But you can adjust the flow on those with a ball valve, uh, which is what your water line should be hooked to. So you can cut the flow back to what it needs to be. You don't have to leave it wide open all the time. Right. And with a drum, you've got a a pan full of water that stays there, gets stagnant bacteria right. and everything builds in. Exactly. The flow through after the water shuts off, the water drains out and it and dries it's gone. out. Yes. So it's definitely, you know, we, per, we don't sell drum style anymore. If somebody said, I want one, I'd say go to Canadian Tire or a big box store. Yeah, buy they it, may. And then we would install it, but yeah. we aren't going to sell it because we don't believe it's the best thing for your indoor air no, quality. No, it is not the best thing for your home. And if you have a piercing valve yes. on your line, not a ball valve, we would right. say if you ever have a plumber or an HVAC guy in there, you should take that out and put a ball valve on where you yes. can really control it and can turn it yes. on and off. That self-piercing valve after a while will not turn off and on anyway. And it's just a very fine, fine puncture hole in it. And quite often, uh, it'll, they'll start to leak where the clamp goes on. So, 
Yeah, and a lot of times humidifiers will have a plastic line from that valve yes. to, into the humidifier, and we've seen many floods. Yes. From those plastic lines, they get hardened with the furnace heat around yep. it. Yeah. And we would say again, if you got somebody in there, get them to put a copper line. Yeah, in. and they those those lines, if they go, they usually crack off with no warning. Yeah, and we hear yeah. so many times by the manufacturers, oh, don't worry about it. We special <laughs> treated this plastic line. Yeah. It will never break. It will last, last words. longer. Yeah. And Lifetime warranty. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then we're in there cleaning up a mess. Yeah, right. so, so definitely copper line and yes. a ball valve, not a piercing yes. valve, if you, if you really want to make sure your home's secured. That's right. Um this one and and when you were talking, Jamie, about you know how the computer has to talk to the transmission, mm-hmm. I started thinking it's the same thing we get with thermostats. So Absolutely, be a, be a deal at a big box store. Somebody will buy a thermostat, put it on because it's simple, but then it's not talking. Yep, and they can't figure out why their house isn't comfortable and the furnace is short cycling and things like that. And and this came in. How do I change my time on my thermostat? And there is so many thermostats out there, it's pretty hard. Uh, now, a lot of the smart ones will have a button saying standard you know, yep. time yep. and you yep. press it and it yep. flips it. But um, without what, – what I always try to say is get a name off it. You know, Hopefully it says like a Honeywell Magic Stat and you can Google that. Yeah. Or a Nest. Or a Nest. Yes. But it's pretty tough yeah. to, to figure that out. So when we're not on the air, make sure you check out RoyInch.com for all our coupons. You'll find our Platinum Plus promotion on there. You'll find a $60 plumbing service call. We always are updating that and have great information. You can call us in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373 or always at 1-866-EXPERTS, or online at RoyInch.com. You can listen to a podcast of this show at RoyInch.com by hitting the inch-by-inch button on the homepage. As we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. Buy from inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.